is the best-selling science fiction book uh, of all time, full stop, and therefore most likely the most widely read science fiction book of all time. Uh, and yet, it still occupies its own category. And part of that is, you know, we just did a session on Adorno, so you've heard me say that name recently, but the great Adorno maxim that I've quoted many times in this pod, and will quote many times more, is every great work of art either creates or destroys a genre. And Dune absolutely did that. It invented its own genre uh, that many have tried to match, invented its own subcategories that have branched out in different directions, but it's still very much its own unique thing, and it's hard to place it in time and space. And, you know, the dedication of this book is dedicated to, uh, you know, to the future, like, planetary ecologists that he imagined. So he's, he's thinking far, far into the future, farther than our own present, where we're clearly struggling to engineer the ecology of our planet. Right. Um, and and so I'm I you know I I want, I want you to keep going in this vein. I just think it's interesting how it's like this is in some ways you can't say this is an unconventional sci-fi because it is at the heart of science fiction, and yet it still remains strange to this day. And and how do we deal with that? Yeah, um, there's a thing that we've been doing a lot on this podcast, and I think that is done generally is uh, well, you pull out the Aristotle card when you're dealing with a book. One thing you can do to try and start a conversation and examine it is to find that category and shove it in. It's like, is this cyberpunk? Okay, what makes it of cyberpunk? And we'll start there. And as we've been going deeper and deeper into this, I'm finding some problems with that approach. And I think you are too. Uh, What's hitting me is that the great and the interesting works of science fiction defy that. So, like, Star Trek's a great example. Star Trek has its own axis. It really doesn't have anything to do with, like, Golden Age or New Wave or Cyberpunk or blah, blah, blah. Star Trek is Star Trek. And if you're reading a science fiction book, one of the questions you can ask yourself is, is it Star Trek-like? And I think more and more I'm finding that as we're dealing with authors. So, like, Herbert, I think, is the king of this. Like, Dune is Dune. And there are things I can compare it to. There are even some things I can compare it to in science fiction. But it's it's difficult to defend exploring Dune on, not exploring Dune on its own terms. And that's, that's something that's been sort of bugging me about the pod as we're moving in this, is I feel like when I'm always trying to shelve a book in a location, I'm not giving the book credit. And most of the authors we pick deserve that credit. Like Ursula Le Guin was not defined by a movement. She defined a movement. And you can say the same thing about Butler. You can say the same thing about most of these jokers. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've dealt with a lot of giants of science fiction already, which I'm happy about. You're absolutely right that it always feels insufficient to try to categorize them, partly because, again, the Adorno thing, like true originality is exactly that. It's original. It's not going to be easily taxonomized. Um, and also, you know, just these are these we're so interested in these categories in the culture uh, to this day, even in our sort of broken down, um, you know, our, our realm of broken down aesthetic hierarchies. We're still very interested in these categories and especially in hierarchies in saying what is acceptable to like uh, or what kind of person you are if you like something Um I guess not just hierarchical, but we often express it in terms of brutal hierarchy of like <laughs> how well it reflects on you, how good of a person sure. you can be. Um, if you're and, a nerd. 
if you're a nerd or not. And like we're, we're dealing with the giants of science fiction. You're dealing with people that have slipped those surly bonds of uh, all of those unpleasant, often unfun things to deal with. And, you know, Frank Herbert, like, as you said, like in some ways, so much the king of, of this. And I think Dune, gosh, I have so many thoughts about this book. And again, folks, like we're going to talk to a lot of people about Dune. We're going to talk about the Dune movie. We're going to take some of your questions. We're going to do various different things. Um, and, and I don't even know necessarily what I want to say today. And one reason I'm not sure what I want to say is because I have, you know, my particular subjective history with this book and Pete has his, and I'm sure we're going to get to those here shortly. Sure. But like, this is a book that, for instance, it's a great example of a book. There's a lot of people that have read like outside of school, have read like 10 novels in their whole life and Dune is one of them. So it, it occupies like such an interesting, ter- an interesting territory where you can bring this up in all kinds of contexts, many of which are not very literate contexts and people will have feelings about Dune. Hey everyone. What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode to hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Thanks.